0: For one more beer for me Exile means quality So savagely This reaction podcast following Iowa's 38-36 to 36 loss to Purdue. This is my second uh, iteration of this podcast. I recorded one that was 25 minutes long, and I deleted it. Matter of fact, I've recorded over it, so I didn't save it. It'll never exist. Probably the best. It was a um, kind of a burn-the-bridge style podcast. That had nothing to do with the Iowa football players or football coaches or anything like that. It was more... That there's just a segment of the Iowa fan base that I um, I cannot stand and will not stand anymore and, and refuse to associate with. So I'm sure I'm not talking to you. Um, just people the the section of the fan base that the you know Riley Riley Moss sucks, Nate Stanley's trash. Those people that um, I had to deal with them on Sound Off several years ago, and and at that point in time I was. Depended on that income uh, and dependent on income from Hawkeye Nation to feed my family. So I had to maybe keep my mouth shut a little bit when I would have rather just told everybody to uh, bleep off. The podcast I just did, I, I told I told a lot of people to bleep off. But we deleted that one. It was therapeutic. So um, I, I will still say that if, if you're one of those people that, that wants to roll... Iowa players on social media and Twitter and, and for some dumb reason um, include me in your reply as if I give a bleep about that. I don't. Go ahead and unfollow me before I just block you anyway and do us solid favor. I don't want to see your crap. I don't want to see crap from emotionally unhinged people who put so much of their life into what happens in a sporting event that they lose any semblance of context, any semblance of balance. I don't like you people that are like that. I don't want to associate with you people. So do me a favor, unfollow me, lose my number. Don't let the door hit you in the bleep on the way out. With that, that's the 25 minute podcast I just deleted, condensed down into two minutes. Let's talk about thirty-eight thirty-six chasing the points, folks. I can say this because I tweeted it at the time. Don't go for two until you're late in the game and you have to. Don't do it. Don't do it. Why? That's why. 38-36 38-36 is why. Instead of 38-38 and going to overtime is why. Or instead of Purdue trailing by 3 and trying to be a little more aggressive with their play calling on their last drive and maybe having a higher percentage of running plays that could you know lead to a turnover. That's why. That's why you don't you don't do it. You just don't freaking do it. Iowa did it. A lot of people want to say that the refs cost Iowa the game. The I, I listened to Ed Podolak late in that game. And when King, Keegan Render got that holding call, Podolak said, boy, with, with this far into a game and you're going to be calling a hold on the center like that, you got to be looking for it. What he's meaning is that, to see a hold on the center, oh my gosh, it's got to be egregious. And Iowa had those two holding calls on their last drive of the game when they were leading. And the pass interference on Julius Brents. Listen, Brents had his arm on the guy. The officials right there he doesn't have the benefit of slow motion replay. Brents's arm was on him. I'm not saying it should have been a penalty. I'm not saying it was a good call. I'm not. I'm just saying that the human element is still involved in football. It stinks. Kirk Ferentz, apparently I'm reading some uh, tweets from Iowa media after the game. Chad Lystico of the Des Moines Register saying, Kirk Ferentz not holding back in his press conference. He was very irritated with the officiating today. Um, I mean, Noah Fant was blatantly held on Iowa's second two-point attempt, and there was no call on that, and Kirk and Brian were going absolutely nuts. But as former player and current podcasting superstar Tyler Kluver... Uh, By the way, if you haven't listened to the Washed Up Walk-On podcast with Tyler Kluver, Drake Kulik, and Kevin Ward, you need to listen to it. It's great to listen to them talk. Tyler Kluver saying, The refs can't lose you a game if you don't put yourself in the position for them to make the game-changing call. Our fault. I agree. Iowa's offense did enough to win this game. The defense had a rough day. It's not often that you can say that. Purdue, 434 total yards. Iowa, 393. 333 total passing yards for Purdue. David Blau was 23 of 32, and there were times when he was playing the position as good as can be played. The throw on the 82-yard touchdown pass to Terry Wright was, I I think, nearly indefendable. I think the only way you could defend that play is if you knew pre-snap. Hey, um, Riley, we're going to throw this at you. We're going to run a fly route down the sideline. Try to keep up. It was thrown so perfectly and hit a very fast receiver perfectly in stride. You're, everyone wants to sit here and say, oh, you know, Riley, you know, Riley Moss. Not everyone, I'm sorry. Some people, several people, well, oh, Riley Moss is trash, man. He's got to do better. He's got to break that up. Sometimes the other team has good freaking players, too. Okay. Sometimes the other guy's been, I don't know, practicing since August, gone through two-a-days, been lifting weights since junior high, is faster than you. Just because you're a cornerback? Desmond King wasn't faster than all the receivers that he covered. Jackson wasn't faster than all the receivers that he covered. Amani Hooker isn't faster than the guys he's covering. He wasn't faster than Rondale Moore today. Sometimes with a perfectly thrown football, And a fly route like that, when you're a corner, see, because here's what would happen if that receiver was, you know, doing, you know, 15 yard dig routes coming back, and Moss was, you know, playing off of him too much. People, oh, you're giving up too much cushion. You can't do it all, especially as a true freaking freshman. People, so get a damn grip. He got beat on a perfectly thrown ball against a guy who's faster than he is. He's not the first Iowa cornerback that had that happen to him, and he won't be the last. Sometimes the other team has good players, too. And if you can't swallow that and get your mind around it, maybe watching football isn't for you. Just saying. Iowa with 118 yards rushing. In all three of their losses this year, Iowa has gained over 100 yards rushing. Um, Up until the Wisconsin, I think they were like, I don't know, 30-1 and when they'd run for over 100 yards in their last 31 games. So that stat is uh, now uh, RIP. Iowa with 69 plays, Purdue with 63. Iowa was actually 7 of 14 on third downs, which is good. Their average yards to gain, though, on their 14 third downs was 9.4, which is bad. Purdue's average to gain on their 12 third downs was 4.5 yards. So they stayed on schedule. Dace and I said on Thursday, neither one of us liked this game all week at all. Because we didn't like the matchup for Iowa. We said if Purdue gets Iowa to have to play its game, Iowa's going to get beat. And if Iowa gets Purdue to play its game, Purdue's going to get beat. Well, Purdue is the team that dictated the way the game was going to be played. And Iowa got beat. I don't want to say it's as simple as that, because heaven knows we've been wrong in other analyses through the years. But uh, sometimes, you know, it does come down to things like that. Nate Stanley, 21 of 32, 275 yards and one touchdown in this game. Torn Young, 9 carries, 45 yards. Mickey, uh Mackay, Sergeant. Sergeant Slaughter, 10 runs for 39 yards and also four receptions for 33 yards. I'm so glad he's on the team. And he's what? he's got two more years after this. Ivory Kelly-Martin, 10 for 39. I think he got hurt again. TJ Hawkinson, four catches. Noah Fant with three, four targets. Hawkinson targeted six times. Iowa's offense did enough. In this day, the defense has struggled to get home. And, yes, there were some questionable calls. And those usually happen at the worst times. Otherwise, you wouldn't remember them. There's uh, Human officials are involved in every game. So there's always going to be questions with officiating. Listen, the, the, the Brents call to me is far less egregious. Then last week at Penn State, when that field judge in the corner saw Kirk Ferentz signaling for timeout when Iowa had first and goal in the three, and the clock's running down, and Nate Stanley's trying to change the play, and Kirk's running out to call a timeout. And that ref sees him, and we have the video of that, and you can see the ref beginning to wave his arms, but he never blew his whistle and never called it off. That's BS right there. That's bad. That's inexcusable bad. The call today on Julius Brents, Brents had his hand on him. And it's happening at high speed. Sometimes that call goes against you. Sometimes it does. I mean, you had Kyle Groneweg calling for a fair catch incredibly late. Incredibly late. And that led to a kick-catch interference call against Purdue, which, frankly, if that would have happened to Iowa, people would have erupted in anger. And I think rightfully so. That was a bad call and Purdue's bench got another 15 yards tacked onto it and Iowa scored a touchdown before the half because of that 30 yards sometimes the calls go the other way too in the end Purdue Purdue's better than Iowa maybe they are maybe we need to see Jeff Braum get the heck out of the Big Ten hopefully Louisville gives him a ton of money or somebody from the SEC or somebody get him out dude's a witch he's really really good Calls his own plays. Great coach. Great coach. They're a fun team to watch. I'm rooting for them the rest of the way. You know, the, the, the Tyler Trent story is just a, a, heart, a heartbreaking and also a heartwarming story at the same time, if that's possible. I'm really concerned for Iowa, though, the rest of the way. Concerned what their mental state will be next week when they play against Northwestern. Because up through the Purdue game, The preparation every week, including last week for the Purdue game. Iowa has had a Big Ten championship to play for every single week. Even after losing to Penn State last week, if Iowa would have won the rest of their games and Wisconsin lost another one, which I think Wisconsin probably will, to Penn State, then Iowa could have won out and played for the Big Ten championship. That's done. That's done now. So this week will be the first week that they go to practice without a Big Ten championship goal to play for. It's hard. It's real hard. But we'll see how they bounce back. Hey, if they win the next three games, 9-3 and is a great record. Your definition of great and mine may be different. I guess I'm just looking at historically an Iowa football team winning nine games is like hardly a given. Hardly a given. So that's just me. You you can um, feel how you want to feel about that, and I'm not going to tell you how to feel about that. It's not my it's not my thing. There's a, another Iowa writer who's that's his territory, and I'll I'll leave him to it. You can feel how you want to feel. I think that'll do. We'll talk on Monday when Dace and I talk about this. We'll get his thoughts and do it again next week. See you then.